This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over West Side, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for West Side niggas, nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match, big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric recline. Keep your hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on the mind. Yo, what up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, aka the Conspiracy Realist. A.K.A. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles. A.K.A. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame. Three underscores, 313. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Uh, Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 299 on, on you host. So I got I got a request from people that I'm going to ask them to do for episode 300. Cool. Let's introduce our guest first, uh, man. You know what? I want to give this guest my own personal intro, and then I heard he bought intros with him. Okay. Okay? This guest right here is absolutely my best friend in life. I met this nigga when I was seven years old. Mm. I still remember the day. I was outside. I had a rim on my house. I had a rim on a garage in my house. I'm not a hooper by any stretch of the imagination. I understand. I cannot hoop. But I had a rim on the outside of my house, and for one particular reason, I was outside throwing up baskets. I see some dark-skinned nigga walk up the street who appears to be my age or somewhere around my age. This the person? That's the person. Nigga asked me the dumbest question in the world. He said, hey, man, you playing basketball? Because I'm outside shooting hoops. We started playing basketball, and ever since, we probably, before I, because I, I moved first, but before I moved, we probably spent every day together at some extension of the day, you know, with each other at, or at each other's houses. He is my best friend in the world, my best man when I got married, the godfather of my children, my homeboy. God couldn't, God couldn't make us closer, mm. you know. I always joke about there's like six, seven niggas that I call my brothers because I always wish coming up that I had brothers, but God knew he was going to give me these niggas. So he never gave me a biological brother. I just got my sister. I love to death, but these niggas are my brothers. He is one of them. It's my homeboy, Rich McKeithen. Yeah, that's a, that's an intro. I said, I don't need a, I don't think I need to do my intro. No, you not. That's a, that's a lot of that's, pressure. Now you got a lot of pressure. That's, this, 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 my man's, this my co-defendant. <laughs> he was at the bachelor party from hell. <laughs> because he was a key part of that story. He was the shooter. <laughs> <laughs> He's a key part of that story. Oof, uh, That's my guy. Man, Rich Game 313, a.k.a. Big Mac, a.k.a. Mac Sauce, a.k.a. Richie Rich, a.k.a. Originator from Rosedale, the king of not breaking promises, the 
king of everything and above. Um, AKA Richie. Captain fucking planet. (laughs) AKA Richie. Uh, Come on, you threw, you gave me one this week. Your mama's favorite what? <laughs> A.K.A. Richie, the originator from Rosedale. All the children love Rich, but I'm your mama's favorite dick. Yeah. yeah. My guy, 300 episodes, six years in the making. You finally brought your ass here. Hey man, I don't live here, man. It's, it's hard. It's hard. And, you know. Last time I seen you, was you drove here for... Uh, for my for my pops, man. Yeah, yeah, but you was came in town. To you got to speak into the front of the mic, or we yeah. gonna catch you. Yeah, but in the same situation, you know, back for. Why you think he dark skinned though? We the same complexion, bro. I mean, anybody darker than me is essentially dark skinned That's man, just how I'm, you I'm just, just maybe want to buy a new Apple Watch. Really? Like literally? Is that the new one? No, it's not. No. What version of that? I couldn't tell you. Say, man, I don't but keep the, the, it looked crispier than mine. Well, I'm gonna tell you like what it the, is because um, this is like a series. This. Four, five, four? Yours might be Northern Mind. What happened is... This is a Series 4, I think. You uh, broke it or something, didn't you? No, the battery just, like, started draining, like, like that on its own, like, whatever. So, my wife sent it out, and instead of them fixing it or putting a new battery in it, they just gave me a new one. Yeah, I think that's... A, I th- <laughs> Matter of fact, I think that is one of the the newer. Does, even though the design looked damn near the same, yeah. because the, the I can tell that the the font is very more high definition than mine. And um, well, it's been sitting in the box. I just actually like took it out tonight or yesterday to come here. Yeah, look crispy, man. I appreciate that. I feel like I, I appreciate your wife for uh, looking out for you. That's that's what a, that's what a wife is supposed uh, to do. I will go on because we on air, but not even if we went on air. If we was just talking, like my wife is the greatest. I am not going. I can't shit on her. Yeah, no way. You kissed a lot of frogs. You kissed a lot of frogs. I've I've had my (laughs) fair share of women, but uh, if your wife tuned in, this is not the the direction we want the pot to go. (laughs) First of all, she she knows our friendship. She knows who who is. Yeah, man. She know what it is. She know who to hoe. She know what it is. She (laughs) know what it is. But anywho, man, how how was your week, my brother? Week was good, man. So, (laughs) couple couple funny things happened this week. Uh, I got a facial this week. Shot, yeah, yeah, not that. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me, in a, in a in a professional salon setting by a beautiful woman. Okay, gave me a facial. Uh, to an esthetician. Yeah, yeah. This I, I've never got one professionally. Yeah, is an experience, my nigga. It was a fuck. You you know who Chantel did it. Yeah, she was yeah, on yeah, our podcast yeah. once uh, with her and uh, her, my sis, her and her friend Natalie. They did our podcast long, long time ago. Chantel, good people. Yeah. No, Chantel. Yeah. yeah people, <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, yeah that, that yeah, whole connection. Yeah. So she hooked me up. I felt. Actually, we got some we got some business to do with her. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm down with it. Look, I think uh, men, especially like women do it. They know it. They up on it more. But men definitely need to get more into things of that nature, taking care of themselves, taking care of their health. Facials, massages. Like, I think. That shit should be done every three months. I fuck with I fuck with massages, but the reason why I got a facial is real vain. Cause light skinned niggas don't really age well. You know what I'm saying? Like you you know I don't my, see many old light skinned people. I, I mean I Like think about all the old people you know. I don't I don't see tall people. Uncle eight. And I don't see like a lot so that's, of So that's so that's that's my litmus test. Cause my uncle was not aging. You know, now there's other factors, you know, How that you know about. Shit, my dad was—he got to be closer to seventy. Yeah, he got to be closer to seventy. I, I want to say like sixty-seven, sixty-eight. 
So he on the other side of things. But my uncle, like that was that's that's my guy. He has some other shit going on. But like just in terms of light skinned niggas, like you know, I can see the age on them. And I just want to be handsome until the day that I die, because you know, if you see me out with a woman, it's it's her pleasure. It's her treat. You know what I'm saying? She's she's the one who should feel fortunate. And in order for me to continue to give them that feeling, I got to keep myself up. You know, I'm not going to the gym. You know, so so my face is my selling point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My face, my hands, because I get manicures. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't do hard work. If anybody that like, I don't, I'm not digging ditches. I'm not putting shit together. You don't do manly shit. I don't do manual labor. <laughs> That's not how I choose to live my life. I don't do manual labor. Oh man, I don't like calluses and like my hands are soft. You don't do witches just like me, huh? No, I don't work. I can't work in a plant. I can't be on my feet all day. Like if the job, if I can't sit in front of a computer and tell people what to do, it's probably not the job for me. So, you know, I got my facial on. Chantel got me looking right. I felt glorious when I left up out of there. Uh, and the atmosphere just in the, just in the salon is just different. Beautiful women around, s- serene music, you know, <laughs> it's a vibe. Uh, and then I, so something got back to me this week. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm you like, sure? Because yeah. I want to. Now I want to know. So. Now I'm not. <laughs> you know, people say things about me. Yeah. Most of them are not true. Because I'm I'm a, I'm a great person. I'm a stellar individual. I don't want to throw it out there. You know but, the best. But I heard place, some misrepresented information about myself. You know the best place to hide the lies in between two truths. You know what I'm saying? Should be getting back to myself as well. And like, like I can see why somebody would believe this because but you know that's it, it never happened like it's just not true but i understand the cleverness how how, how people slide shit in there you know what i'm saying I feel you. well you know dame is wild right that's what he did look at this story he did on the podcast see it looked like it's similar but did I, I didn't do that shit i'm a good person in, in in the heart i'm a good person yeah deep down the lord knows my heart mm-hmm as long as my kids love me, I don't give a fuck. Man, this 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 this, this brought up a. Did we talk about this on the pod? Yeah, I think we did. Uh, like when people say I'm a good person, like why are you a good person though? Not like what actions or what deeds you do, but like why are you a good? Like, do you? I don't. Know, why are people good people? I don't know. I think that's like just. It's Is like it self serving? Yeah, that's just like an answer that you, you nobody be like, man, I'm a shitbag motherfucker. Like nobody introduces themselves in that way. That's but, like when you ask like a woman, like, why do you think you'd be a good wife? Because I'm nice. Because I'm a good woman. Like, well, what the fuck no. make you a good woman for me to make you a? But it's shitbag people out here, right? Yeah. So at some point in time, motherfuckers just got to start being honest with themselves. And I think that's more of a thing, too. A lot of people lie to themselves. You know Everybody lies to yeah. themselves. About something, right? Yeah. Whatever their insecurities are or whatever. So they, they hype themselves up to be more than what they are, right? So that that's just, I don't know, man. That's that's a. When I say, are, why are you a good person? I don't mean, like, do you have enough good deeds to qualify? I'm saying is what makes you want to be a good person? I think the same yeah. thing that make people want to be a good person is the same thing that make shit bag people be a shit bag. It's their own personal pleasure. Like if I get enjoyment from people thinking I'm good, you know what I'm saying? You may not be that good, but you you help the old lady with the door. You get some sort of feedback, some endorphin or some shit, make you feel good. Like, yo, I want to be a great husband to my wife because I've always wanted to be 
looked at as a great husband. So I'm doing shit really for the satisfaction of myself. But when I please you, I know what you think about me, which is the reason I wanted to be looked that way. So am I doing it for you? Or I'm doing it for my own. You know, and I want to be careful about like talking about like being good because you, you've seen those memes float around like lately, like women be talking about like niggas in podcasts like that be they yeah something that be they stick <laughs> i see some yeah, suck my dick with all that shit okay uh i mean i don't think we'd be up here spreading no toxic shit i seen something today said uh men starting a podcast is like women starting the only fans and shit like that <laughs> and like yo niggas would like yo listen hate to hate to say it like this but i'm your father uh these podcasts didn't even <laughs> exist when we started it It don't count say it louder no. say it louder like you know what I, I'm saying? we birthed you niggas i mean it's the motherfucking <laughs> thanks <I can't. laughs> we started this gangster shit uh, i mean we clearly we didn't start podcasting uh but you know what i'm saying how many uh, children have we given birth to out of this studio i'm just saying in general i don't want i don't want to toot my own horn but i feel the band re- revving the fuck up but nationally, like in 2016, uh, urban podcast wasn't a thing. You know facts, what I'm saying? It facts, just wasn't a thing. Facts. Not saying that we specifically created it. I'm, you know, half this shit tongue in cheek, but like, you know, we was in before the wave. So I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't agree. But I mean, you got a podcast that you just up here talking shit. But I'll be honest, it. if I feel like spitting out some toxic shit, I, I, I fucking will. Cause I can. What the fuck is this thing that your phone is sitting on? Uh, is that a charger? It's a stand as well as a charger. Oh, okay. So I was like, this, that, and it's like, it's not like it's I'm like it's bulky, bro. Yeah, it's bulky <laughs> as shit. Yeah, you know, I always catch. I always got like a little bit of uh, um, what you call this shit? Them little magnetic chargers yeah. and shit. But this one, this shit bulky. But it, it this is this shit will last for days. You okay, you ain't gotta go home. And it's you know little stand all right but uh when niggas want to go live or if i want to record some shit my phone not gonna die because it got the little screw joint for the uh pot i feel you you know what i'm saying technology snob ass nigga yeah you feel me you technology feel me snob ass nigga for a nigga that don't Jason answer got all the got all the gadgets man for a nigga that don't never answer the phone i'd be having my my phone is somewhere nearby charge but i just don't answer i don't see why it takes you so long to text back i'd be busy dog you work from home just like i do I be busy, dog. My sh- and because I got like devices everywhere, I don't necessarily have my phone in my hand at home because I could be on my laptop. I but could you're not working. iPad. Or- you you kind of transitioning into. I'm out here being you know, back, being back with the regular folk. I'm out here doing my thing. You okay. know what I'm saying? But, How'd I feel? Uh, I be. I just be. Uh, How'd I feel? Transitioning back into the work when you've been at home working. Uh well I haven't done it yet okay uh, so I just like, want to know because I've but it's interesting it's I haven't had that luxury I've been in the plant my whole life uh I run a plant um so it's it's I have to be there yeah I don't have that luxury to work from widgets and waterworks yeah man you know what's what? I got I got something new coming too so oh. no it's just a joke it, that, you know I worked in the automotive field for twenty years so he he said I make widgets. Okay. That's always been his widgets. thing. Because I make widgets. I thought you said bridges no, and no. waterworks. No, widgets. Uh, widgets. Widgets, seesaws, you know, shit like that. That's what niggas do on plants. <laughs> do you drink on the job at your plant? Or is that like frowned upon? You probably what? should answer that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so like my, my, my homegirl worked at JNAP. Okay, so, so my homegirl worked at JNAP, look, and they be drinking every let me, shit. Let me, let me address this shit, bro. Let me address this shit. And 
the UAW can kiss my ass because I ain't in it no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm above it. There's but, a podcast that records out of here that does a podcast about the UAW. I like the UAW. I, I fuck with them heavy. But this is the thing, bro. When you got JNAP, you got your Chrysler plants, your Ford plants, your uh, General Motors plants, even the smaller plants, Lears, uh, Dakotas, Johnson & Johnson's, Bridgewater, Flexing Gate, bro. That shit is high school all over again. Fact. Plant life, right? Plant life is high school all over again. And you got your, like the plant was the first place I was in and do introduced into criminal activity, like for real, like on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? The weed man in there, the coke man in there. It might be a nigga in there selling socks and barrettes, bro. Anything you want to buy at work, yeah. you get it. You got a sweet tooth. There's somebody in there baking. There's somebody in there selling dinners and making plates. Shit, we heard like, stories off my glass. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's different. So, like, the drinking and stuff, yeah, that come that come with the, the whole territory, everything else you can get in there. This is the stuff people do on a daily basis to get through work. Um, just don't the, get caught. You know what I'm saying? also the reason why there's so many recalls. Uh, uh, you know what, bro? When somebody fucks something up, like, this is my first day on the job, so, right? So, so it's, I, but it's... it's, it's in every plant on that line, it's 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 things that happen, right? Some they it'd be a faulty thing. It, it, there's a rework area or area where that car get pulled off to the side and they go back through it mm. to make sure it don't get off because this car has to pass a certain amount of tests to make sure it's functioning, whether the seat ain't moving right, whatever, right? Um, so that ain't why the recalls happen, in my opinion, honest opinion. Now I'm getting ready to go independent so I can talk about this shit. Um. The real reason why recalls happen is because American greed. I want to speed the process up. Thanks. So I'm gonna speed the process up, but I might not man that area up in a certain way, like it need to be. Or I might not put the extra check in that I should be. But I need three hundred cars, cars off this off this line in eight hours. You know what I'm saying? Because we got. I mean, we. I got a fiduciary responsibility to my stockholders. We promised this particular. And everything's about the stockholder, right? And I think that's part of the problem. Like most stockholders, most the, the prominent stockholders don't drive Fords. You know what I'm saying? I'm not driving a fucking Ford if I'm multi-millionaire. You know what I'm saying? That's just me being, being honest with you. But I might buy them for my. Oh uh, yeah, my, my, my team, grandkids my might. I'm have talking about for my businesses, yeah, my, my truckers, yeah, yeah, and yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah I definitely Ford do that. Yeah, trucks. yeah. But you know what I'm saying? So the reality of it is, bro, you you gotta it's it's, it's balanced, bro. The workers got to remember that it's a business. But the company got to remember they These got are people. They, they got people, right? It's a balance, man. So the that's UAW any, that's any company, really, and it really is. But the UAW and the and these the big three I speak on, um, they they try to make this balance. And sometimes you know they get their wires crossed and they be on the same page with the wrong stuff. When they, you. you know what I'm saying? So don't be a, a even balance. I got you. Oh, uh, I forgot the point I was about to make. So my bad, bro. No, <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah, don't man. drink on the job. <laughs> That's I mean, you know, it happens, bro. But nah, not where I'm at, bro. I, I'm not my position, especially. I, you know, I, I always joke like niggas that smoke weed. Like we can't never get into an accident on the job, like nigga. If I cut my hand on something, nigga, I'm just gonna bleed out. I have fired. I can't. I can't, many I can't. dudes, good people too. Not, and it's not because. They were high at the time. They did something stupid. But now you got to go drop, though. And I, I can't control that. Nigga, I jumped on the high-low at work. You should have been fired I, instantly. I, I never drove a high-low. <laughs> I hit the refrigeration unit. I caused $35,000 worth of damage in about three minutes. Our GM came looking for me like, 
what the fuck are you doing? I was like, look simple enough to drive. And he, like when he showed me, like he he gave me grace and didn't make me drop. Because if he had made me drop, granted, I wouldn't high at the moment. I was probably just high off life. But I wouldn't high at the moment. If that nigga would have made me drop, I would have been unemployed. You Gotta have one of them before you start doing that type of stuff, bro. Let me ask y'all. Well, let me ask I you. I don't need no. I don't need no certification, nigga. Just do y'all. It's like a car. Do y'all think it's not that the 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 marijuana shit should be lifted? Yes. Yeah. And coke. <laughs> like in no. No, I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Marijuana, yeah. cocaine, and heroin uh, uh, shouldn't be for should, your job. Like so, because. Once you give a nigga a foot, he gonna take a mile. I don't know right? about that heroin one, bro. Um, I don't want you high at work, though. bro. I, I that the, the dope man fiend lane is is a real thing. I've seen it on the line at work, and I've seen people get hurt. Like, seriously, the reason I don't want you that's a liability. High. That's a liability for me because now, okay, so maybe I don't come to work high, but I shouldn't have to take a five panel drug test. Well, what I'm saying is, once you give a nigga a foot, he get you. He gonna take a mile, right? Facts. So like, once you once that's not a thing, and something does happen at work, and we send you to get drug tested. I'm not sure the test gonna be like, oh, he smoked this morning. Yeah, like no, yeah, nigga, yeah. that was from last night. Like, yeah, how do you tell? Yeah, yeah, I can't facts. I can't yeah, determine yeah. when you were high yeah. when you do this. So, like, the company gonna be liable, of course. But like, yo, I don't know if I want you high. Not because I think drugs is like inherently bad or something like shit. But depending, y'all swear that y'all smoking the strongest shit in the world is gonna have you fucked up. I don't need you fucked up at work. I just, I just feel like so. <laughs> My last job before where I'm at currently, they didn't give us no drug tests. And I felt like due to the culture of the job, like they just turned a blind eye to that shit. If they want you working 12, 14 hours a day, whatever the fuck you got to do to work 12, 14 <laughs> hours a day, they ain't asking no questions. You know, I had it was people there literally working 18 hours a day. Yeah, we got slushy machines and snacks around that bitch. But like, nigga, you know, a motherfucker doing more. I'm doing more than drinking three slushies a day in order to work 18 hours. And that's corporate greed. Look, you, you, it's a give and take though. You won't be here 18 hours, nigga. You don't need to be asking me. Weed ain't about to make you work longer. No, I'm not saying weed, but like <laughs> niggas was definitely doing cocaine and heroin. Like it's, it's, I don't need it, you it, it, it was, it was, it was a joke about niggas riding the slopes in order to make it through their 18 hour shift. Like, and nobody gave a fuck about it. Yeah, then nobody give a fuck to somebody got hurt. That's the I'm thing. not getting hurt in front of a computer. Says who? Niggas get fucked up at work every day. Yeah, if you <laughs> And then I'm, it then then it's gonna be like, I'm shit, I'm suing them niggas. I got hurt at work. Because, work all right, so check it out. So just what you just did, right? You hopped on the on the forklift. Hi. And was I like, was sober as the yeah, button uh, when uh, I got but, on the but, forklift. Okay, so now think about that. That same experience. You were sober and that happened. Somebody high do that. Now other people get hurt. You just damage some equipment. Somebody get hurt, lose a leg, lose an arm. They alive though, right? No, some people die, get hit by forklifts and die. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not, bro. That's not a. It's not that I'm with. I don't want you high, especially in that type of atmosphere. Like that's not a. That's not a good thing, bro. No response. Like we we say that shit because we be wanting to indulge our own pleasures. But as soon as something, as soon as you go to a business or something don't go right. It's like, no, y'all niggas need to, you shouldn't have this job. If you, like, a nigga was high. The nigga, you didn't get a phone call back because the nigga that was supposed to was like, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> nigga had no worries while yeah. he was blazing yeah. up. I'm so, my bad. I forgot to call you and tell you your package was here or, and with some medical shit in the package. And now you, 
I don't, I don't know. So it's 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 one of those things. Maybe it's like a job by job thing where like, yo, some people don't drug test. You know what I'm saying? But like, I just don't know. Cause like now you can't work here because you. I don't know, man. I just don't know what the what the right answer. Look, is. man, I worked in a pharmacy environment, and the stress of the random drug test was enough to make me want to quit that bitch. Like, I mean, you was dealing with some. some I was dealing with medicine. Shit. I was dealing with medicine. And if somebody when something didn't go right somebody dies they could yes so, so like no i need you yeah. i need you have all your faculty you be in your a game for that type of stuff bro because like if you package the wrong pills and send them to my grandma and my grandma takes these pills and die and it, it was a simple mistake yeah but you was high though my nigga you was sniffing coke like Nah, <laughs> like I, and I think that's the other thing too. A lot of people, when they do these things at work, they don't look at the long term effect on how it no, don't no, just affect them. Not ever, not you ever. Know what I'm saying because you ain't like you said you you and your self indulgent moments. Yeah, so you you good. And so the reason I say like I, I'm conflicted because I don't necessarily think that any of these drugs, well, I don't think none of these things should be like uh, criminalized. I agree, and I, I think it should be open. You want to use it, want to use it, but however. The function in society, somebody may ask you to not come in here on. So, so this, this is, this is the other part of it. And I'm just going to tell my own personal story, story time with Dane. Uh, when I worked at the pharmacy, one day I came in to work late because that's what real niggas do. I don't clock in to no, to no punk ass time clock. So I'm supposed to be there at 915. That's but what I, lazy niggas do. Well, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I stroll in <laughs> nine nine twenty nine thirty. And I see HR hanging out around my desk. I ain't think nothing of it. I just think the because me and the HR girl was cool. You know, sometimes she just come talk. To, she was black. She was, you know, she was she was cool. I see the HR girl hanging around my desk. Hey, what's up? She said, Hey, what's good? She like you just getting here? I'm like, you know, you all in my business. <laughs> she was like, let me log on. I can do whatever to help you out. She's like, great, because that's why I'm here. I just want you to log on and check your email for me. I'm not thinking of it. None the wiser. I checked the email. This random drug test day. My heart dropped down in my asshole because I know I smoked last night. So I know I know I'm dirty. Mm. She's like, it's random drug test day. So we had like th two sets of bathrooms. There was one just on the regular floor for everybody to use, and there's a bathroom in the back near where HR is at. The drug tests go down at the HR bathroom. She's like, you've been notified. Don't leave the building, and when you get settled, come down and take your drug test. I was taking on my feet. I was like, look, Britt, I left my, my phone charger out in my car. I just need to run out to the parking lot real quick and grab my phone charger. She's like, Damon, there's cameras all around the building. Do not leave don't leave the building. Nigga, I got in my car. I left the building and I went. There was like a smoke shop up the street. I was like, if I take the back way out, then the camera's not going to catch me because, you know, I'm, I was like a supervisor there. So I know where the camera line is. It's not going to catch me if I go out the back way. Now it's going to take longer. What's at the smoke shop? You can get like Monkey P. Uh, you can get Red. Ready, clean, shit to make your. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not as well. I have no idea. So yeah, shit. Informing me right yeah, now. Yeah, shit to make your make your urine clean. So I got this shit called. <laughs> you get a wizinator. So I got some shit that you know is pee in a pouch, and it come with a heater on it. So you just pull the tab on it, and it automatically heats. Does I'm ignorant. Does pee expire? I don't know. Cause, Cause like, like this seems like some shit I would just keep in the car. But it needs to be body temp. 
I, I hate I hate the shit up, but like you know what I'm saying. If I'm in a random job, I'm like, all right, well, give me a. Well, I wasn't. You know, I've been at the job like damn near four years. Ain't never got piss tested. I'm thinking, you know, fuck it, I'm all right. But you know, now today is the day, so it's got a little tab on it. You peel the tab and heat up the pee. So now I'm ready. So now I take the drive back, and she was like, "You've been gone." She was like, "You didn't come down here quickly." She's like, are you te- are you sure you didn't leave the building? She's like, don't lie to me. But bitch, I'm a lie to the end. And and unless you pull up the like, and even if you pull up the camera, I'm a lie again, because that wasn't me. I just went out to get my charger. Like, I don't care if I was outside 20 minutes. I just went to get my charger. And that's the lie I'm gonna stick to. She's like, don't lie to me. And I looked her right in her face and I lied to her. I said, no, I didn't leave the building to get nothing. I just went to grab my charger, like I told you. And the fact that Another grown person looked you in your face and be like, don't, don't lie, lie to me. me. Like, who the fuck like, who the, yeah, like, who the fuck are you? Like, you're not my mom. First off, I've been like, I've lied to Janice straight to her fucking face. So <sighs> if I'm a lot of my mama, I'm not good enough in that situation. Because <laughs> my response is, or what? Yeah, facts, facts. Like, you know, I, that, that part, that part would have bothered me. Like, who are you talking to? I, I kind of would have checked out on HR. Like, who are you talking like, to? Young like, young lady. That ain't. Uh, <laughs> This is America. I'm free to run around this motherfucking building as much as I can. I don't have to be anywhere that you tell me to be. Like, fuck are you talking about? I was at your sister house. Like, <laughs> I, I was over at my other girl uh, desk cubicle talking. Like, fuck out of here. Yeah, well, anyway, I used the monkey pee. You know, I dropped just to, you know, take my test, cross my fingers that the monkey piss would work and nothing would come back. Niggas just got actual monkey pee. It's a monkey on the front of the bottle. I'll bring you some. I'll bring you. I'll sh- screenshot the bottle. Oh, because I'm slow. I'm thinking like they sell. That's the name of the brand. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, why it's the a fuck monkey does on anybody the have the monkey pee at the fucking smoke shop? Like, it's a monkey. It's an underworld that I'm not, a, I'm not aware of. It's a monkey on the front of the bottle. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's like, it's a brand. It's a brand. Okay. I'm like, monkey pee? What? So I used the monkey pee. I passed the drug test. But sometimes some tests can pick up like the synthetic yeah. Chemicals and I was just praying like, that this this is a orangutan. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just praying that it wouldn't want to. Potassium test. is off the off the chain. All these fucking bananas. <laughs> so, so you know the the test ain't same day. They they ship it out to a lab. If the if I took the test, say like on Friday, I'm not gonna get the results back till Monday. So I'm sweating bullets until the whole my, weekend. Whole weekend because how long we in your system? I mean, it depends MP. on. It depends on how much you smoking. Like, nigga, at the time, I'm smoking like every other day. I'm doing like, you know, well, half ounce. Coming out of Let's say you, that you smoke last month, then you drop pee. The no, nah, I, I should be straight. But like at this point, I'm smoking, you know, a half ounce every three days. So, I mean, I'm smoking a lot of fucking weed. So I know I couldn't, you know, I can't use my own pee and ready, ready clean only give you like a small window of time. And if you're smoking heavy. You know, it don't work. So that's why I went to ride in a monkey pee. Anyway, I'm sweating bullets because I know that if I get if the drug test come back that has been compromised, I'm at bare ass minimum suspended from work for 30 days. So I'm sweating bullets. Till I Monday. take the suspension, though, over over a term termination. Now, yeah, now, yeah, now looking back at it, 
I should have just took the suspension because, you know, I'm talking to my homegirl down in HR, the same one that was drilling me about don't lie to me. If I'd have got suspended, like say they had weed in my system, they'd have pulled me to the office. They suspended me for 30 days. First offense, I could have came back on 30 days. And she was like, if we suspend you for weed, it's like a protected class. So she was like, you can apply for unemployment. She was like, you still would have got paid for 30 days. And I could have just sat at home. Now, it had just been the shame of like, I'm not there for 30 days. So now nigga, now everybody know like, oh, Dame got caught on a drug test. But I did so much wild shit at that job. Like getting caught on a drug test would have been, you know, <laughs> a raindrop in the ocean at that point. But, you know, I mean, it's the same thing. That uh, monkey pee worked. So it's, a, it's the same thing. Like, you, could, you know, you self-admit and say, yo, I got a problem. Like, all right, go take this class. Now, I did that at Comcast because they was going to fire me. You know, I got caught up in some bullshit. They they walked me down to HR to fire me. I started crying, and I told them niggas I was about to relapse. And she was like, oh, my God, what have you been using? I, and I told her, I said, crack and heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it was you, Rachel down in HR. You I better not lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Look said, at me in my eyes, Damon. <laughs> I said, crack and heroin. She was like, oh, my goodness, I can't fire you. We have to get you help. Comcast sent me to a whole 12-step program. I was able to keep my job. They walked me right back out to my desk. Mm. I was able to keep my job. And you just I, had to do the program. I just had to do the program. Nigga, yeah. my spine. Sponsor. My sponsor, this was like my son was like three at the time. My sponsor Your still son that's in college now. In college. <laughs> my sponsor still calls me on Christmas. You know, you you, you I, and I'd be like one day at a time. Same shit they told us in the class, one day at a time. I've been sober for, you know, 15 years <laughs> now, John. Smoking heavy. But I had to do like in the moment. Don't never put me in a situation where my back is against the wall and it's me versus you. Because I just in my personal life, I'm unpredictable as fuck. Hey, but if it comes to my money or my kids, I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to save them. The first rule of life is self-preservation, bro. I mean, that's just natural. So you gonna do what you gotta do. But I'm gonna take it to the I'm gonna take it to whatever limit. To the if, if this if this the line, I'm over there. Like I'm taking it to whatever limit I got to. Habitual <laughs> line stepper. Habitual <laughs> line stepper. I am and a habitual line crosser. <laughs> and I am a professional liar. I look, I tell I tell women I've told women before not a professional liar because you're this. not a lawyer. No. I'll just say this. I've told you, you, you started off this episode saying somebody was lying on you. <laughs> And it wasn't true. And now this nigga is, is telling everybody, I'm a professional liar. Look, I'm going to help you okay. I'm going to do what needs say. to be I'm going to do what needs to be done. Because I remember uh, a, a young lady I used to date was like, well, I got the receipts from, you know, the text messages. I don't give a fuck about them receipts. I will lie again and again and again. I don't care about them receipts. Take them receipts to hell. People in their receipts, bro. That shit is funny. Fuck your receipts. Fuck your mama. Fuck whoever you showed them, <laughs> them group chat wolves you showed them receipts to. Fuck them hoes too. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Mm. So what? I lied. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Because I'm gonna lie again. I mean, you. you I'm gonna tell you I'm not gonna do it no more. And guess what? I'm gonna do it tomorrow. And man, I've been knowing you for a long time, so I've seen and been around some of them, the wildest things you could possibly do. <sighs> Remember when that girl had me locked in her house and wouldn't let me leave? I do remember that. I was calling y'all niggas for help. I remember that. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell that story on this. I'm gonna tell the I whole remember. story on the pod one day. It's, it's I like, remember when you got caught in the closet, and that, my dad, R. Kelly. Oh no, bro. I was I was fucking on this little chick. Her mama Who's came high home, school, bro. Yeah, her mama came home. One of y'all technicians. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> 
And my dad was down there already, I guess, when the girl Mama called. Called they house. And, and keep in mind, my mama had never met this woman, had never even knew about this girl I was fucking on. Ain't had no clue because I had a girlfriend. Hey, bro, my dad was so funny about the whole thing. Cause I'm walking down the street. I'm on my way down to, to his house. So I'm walking. My Y'all dad crossing paths, yeah. Coming back to, to the house. Cause his dad and my dad was cool. He so. like, he like, uh, what you about to do? I said, I'm going to holler that damn. I just got our basketball practice the weekend. I'm kicking my mans. He's all, nah. <laughs> and they got caught in the closet. You might go back in the house. I said, what? That's just how my dad said. My dad was raw, bro. My dad something different. He's like, nah, man. They got caught in the closet. I was confused. I had this look. Yeah. It was like. It's a different phrase. He had this girl house. The mama came home, Damon in the closet with his pants down around his ankles. My he, pants were up, but my pants were up. That's what niggas that, start playing that's telephone. That's the lie he was talking about. <laughs> Yo, niggas is lying on my name. So my my pants like, was up. My dad like, yeah, Damon ain't about to have no company right now. He about to get his ass chewed out. You might as well just come on back in the house, call him later. Like, I was just like, wow. Then when I got down there. The I was the day, only nigga I knew that would be on punishment for months. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on punishment for months at a time. Oh, oh man, that shit was fun. I did a year. A year? <laughs> a year on the block. No, I did Boy. a year. We got, yeah, it was on punishment for a year. I mean, Damon's got me in a lot of trouble. Not I think about Oh, it. yeah. 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 It's wild. A lot of trouble. Yeah, so, you my co-defendant. A lot of trouble. Accomplice accessory. The day the first day I got my car, I got it taken from me because of Dane. Explain. It wasn't all but... Is, it, uh, is okay, this episode on. turning into story time? No, with no, Dan? no, no, no. It hey, wasn't all my it, fault. It, okay, it was you and, and and my boy Jerron. Now, now, before you, we had the option to hang out with other girls at a hotel. Hey, check this out, Jack. At Let a me hotel. Ask you something real quick. Let me ask you something. Three girls at a hotel. It's three uh, niggas. We like 16, 17. Yeah, we sixteen, seventeen. Hmm. I'm gonna tell so you the whole 17 story. Seventeen year old. This is an inside joke. Y'all have no idea what's going on. Seventeen year old young men going to a hotel party and staying overnight. No, we weren't gonna stay overnight. No, we weren't staying overnight. Would you let your seventeen-year-old son go to a hotel party and stay overnight? No, you gotta come home. You gotta come home. You gotta come home. You hear that? You gotta come home. Gotta come home. No, it wasn't. It was okay. So some friends of mine getting ready to leave. Her mom got her hotel. The three girls is there are my friends. One girl like Damon. The other girl like my boy Jerron. The third girl is my homie, and we ain't like that at all. So I don't want to be there with her. My ex-girlfriend. At no, she time. was she was still your girlfriend. No, no, no. We weren't together. She was with old dude already. She was with the other dude. You didn't tell us that part of the story. She was the other dude already. All right. So my ex girlfriend, I just got my car that day. But when mm-hmm. I seen her at school, I'm like, yo, I got my car today. You want me to pick you up? Or is your boyfriend picking you up? She's like, no, he ain't coming to get me. I'll ride with you. I said, but I'll come pick you up from work. We back together. Nah, I, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't. It was you just trying to pick her up from work. I was just nah, trying, he was trying, trying to get to, back in I there. I was trying to get back in He was trying to get back yeah. in there. Because, right. like, why else would I come So, So, we leave a hotel to go. Because we would leave a hotel. They, with, they with, could with, stay. Honestly, truthfully, when you think about, about it. Nigga, I don't what? even know why they, uh, why nigga, they just leave there. Because they ain't going to leave you by yourself. I'm good, bro. I'm saying, but you don't leave your Yeah, man. but the story ended up being fucked up. Well, I mean, them you, niggas that you, stayed where they was at, you had the car. Okay. You had the exactly. car. And there's no Uber back then. So, I mean, you went with your ride. Okay, so they came with me, right? So I pull up. So you was essentially hating. I was not me hating. Because me and Jerron had to play on the flow. I was we not had, hating. The play was on the flow. For y'all. Y'all could have stayed. And, had, I was no, coming and back. had no way home. I was coming back regardless. I'm going to leave my boys down there, you know what I'm saying, stranded. I ain't that, I ain't that type of dude. Okay. I was just trying to come back with a different female for me. 
That's it. And your other homegirl, she was going to be the only person there with nobody. That's not my problem. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my problem. Um, but so we get to I get to the McDonald's right here, Greenfield, and uh, a mile Oak Park across from Northland. Yeah, Northland was popping at the time. Um, I pull up, and I remember I went inside. She's like, "I'll be out in a minute." I come back outside. Mind you, my whole basketball team because I play basketball works at this McDonald's too. Our coach was doing our manager, so that's how I ended up getting the job. Mm. So. I worked there too. So I remember, you know, I went in, said what up to everybody. I went back to my car. These two fools out there with me. So I'm looking through my CDs, you know what I'm saying? I had a tempo. So I had the tempo where the S- sliding that whole book of CDs on. Red tempo? No, mine was Doodle Brown. Mine was gray. Doodle it was gray. Brown. It was gray. Mine was gray. Nah, man, that tempo was, it was br- gray, bro. All right, whatever. And then it had the little the thing where the seatbelt come across you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. That. You know, I had the tape and the disc man. You know what I'm saying? Put the tape in the tape player, plug into the disc man. Old school shit. A lot of kids don't know nothing about that. Mari wouldn't know what that is. Um, so you know, I'm looking through my CD book. Her boyfriend pull up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how these niggas knew it was. Her boyfriend it looked like a boyfriend ass. We, we he just, had a probe. He had a he had a oh, probe. Was fire, man. <laughs> yeah. He had a probe, and he had the one with. Remember had Mondisha the, had that probe. The probe yeah. was lights flipped up. Yeah, like that was yeah. the coldest shit ever. But he had yeah. he had the little sunroof where yeah, it like, like tilted up. Yeah. So Diamond and Jerron goofy asses is standing in the back throwing quarters, nickels, and dimes, trying to slide them into this nigga's sunroof on his probe. Like throwing them, I didn't know this at first, right? I didn't we're know what the fuck. Them, we're throwing them out the tempo. So we're, the so the I'm, nigga, I'm in the I'm in the passenger seat, Jerron in the back seat. So the nigga, then this nigga trying so, to see who gonna hit the shot. So you was in the passenger side of your best friend ride, <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't trying to holler. No. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so so the nigga rolled his window down like Richard because the nigga went to high school. He graduated. Years before me, so he knew me. So the nigga like Richard. Oh, he was creeping on a younger. Yeah, like Richard. You you thought you were trying to fuck up my ride? I said what? Like nigga, shut up. The nigga gets out the car and walks over to my car with a now crowbar. He, in his yeah, hand. he had a crowbar with a crowbar in his hand. Let's keep all the pertinent oh, details. Yeah, 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 he had a crowbar. He had a crowbar. So he starts swinging in my window, like my window down, because I I said something bad to him. He started swinging in the window. I'm laughing because he's swinging like a bitch. And he missing. So he go to open my door. I was like, what the fuck you do that for? Because I knew the seatbelt was going to take his arm and it wrapped around his arm. So his arm got stuck. So when he opened the door. I, we all I three my, jumped out. I swung my feet out, kicked him two feet in the chest. So he's falling back, but his arm is stuck. Yeah. My nigga Jerron, out of a comic book, bro, comes sliding across my trunk trying to hit this nigga. <laughs> but just as he go to punch, the nigga arm come loose. And the nigga Jerron ended up punching the crowbar. Oh. So he like, fuck, I hurt my hand. So now we all standing there trying to circle this nigga up, right? He like fending us back. Damon goofy ass go, hey man, just one of us take that first hit and the other, the rest of us go get him. <laughs> Basically, one of y'all niggas take the first hit. <laughs> we could have stomped that nigga out. We could have stomped that nigga out. So I think we both looked at this nigga like, all right, go ahead then, bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Go take this, take the hit. You know what I'm saying? So then one of my teammates come outside like, yo, Rich, Rich, man, get out of here, man. Jill, call the police, bro. Nah, you need to get the fuck out of here. Man, Oak Park Police came so motherfucking fast. So, bro. We wasn't we, even out the parking no, lot. No, 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 no. We, we, I thought it was good. So, you know, that little back road, the bridge to go across 
heading back towards a mile to get back to the Detroit side. Yeah. Okay, so we own that. So I'm like, man, if we get across this bridge, we good. Y'all can't come on this side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just need to get back across to the other side. Them niggas, as soon as we got on it, whoop, whoop, the lights come on. Motherfucker like, yo, y'all was just at that altercation at McDonald's. What that means, sir? <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, yeah. He was like, man, let me see your driver's license. So we all gave our license out. We 16, 17. At the, I think Jerome might have been 17. We 16, 17. He like, oh man, y'all underage, man. Y'all good. I'm gonna let y'all go. My man, though, he going to jail. <laughs> he had a weapon. <laughs> and he not a minor. Because he like 21 now, right? Oh, this nigga. <laughs> but he old. Yeah, he's, oh, he was like, he was at least 20, bro. So he was, he was booking him, right? So I'm laughing about that. Like, okay, whatever. Mind you, I'm gonna be honest, the girl did go and get into the nigga car while we was trying to circle this nigga up. So she chose, right? It wasn't me. I took the L, whatever. But I had to go to work the next day. So I get home. Nigga, his this nigga's mama Janice is on the front is standing porch. on the front lawn. Now my mama don't cuss. She's standing on the yard on the front yard. Y'all motherfuckers out here rebelizing and starting shit. Rebel rising. Rebel you know that's a mama bro. term, nigga. Give me the motherfucking keys. Now mind you, mind you, I paid for this car. My money. I worked at McDonald's. I missed the last half end of basketball's. Practicing season to work and get this car. So I felt like, my, you can't take that. It's mine. It's mine. I paid for this. My dad standing in the door, giving them damn keys. And that was the end of it, bro. Keys on my hand. I go down to this man's house and cry in his mama's shoulder for like 15 minutes. Because the day I got my car is gone. Can't go back down you to. Know, you know what? You, all this shit could have not happened. If he'd have just rushed my man with the car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all wouldn't have got caught by the pole or nothing that shit. You know what I mean? Man. So the next day I got to go to work and the girl is there. I'm sick, pissed off. I don't even want to look I at still her. Ha- did I have my card in? Did I? I probably, if you had your car, I definitely had a car. You had the Geo. Yeah, I definitely had a car. Um, I don't know what happened. I feel like I should have took you to work. I should have. Maybe that would have been great. My dad took me and my dad did woodwork in the garage. So, uh, as he dropped me off at work, he go out there, turn that jazz music up, got that bus all, whatever the fuck he doing back there, building back there. He don't hear the phone. So, I'm like, yo, I can't stay at work. And my manager, Troy, cool. He like, man, go ahead and get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? I know you don't want to be here with her. Right? And I'm like, yeah, I need to go. And uh, he answered the phone, bro. I walked home. It's a long-ass walk. From Rosedale, from Oak Park I walked to from Oak Park to Rosedale, bro. Walked all the way home, man. I you ain't never had that. a friend like me, man. You ain't yeah, nigga that won't come to this man. <laughs> he ain't called me. He ain't called me. I would have came. You know what I'm saying? Like, man. I still have. I didn't get. I didn't get in that much trouble. Oh man. I didn't get. In, remember, Jerome Mama was trying to put him out the house oh, for that shit. My man. mama smoothed that shit over. She's able to get that nigga your, back. Your in the mom. Crib. Your mom is a testament to uh, what is, greatness is. She a saint, man. <laughs> she your is mom. A saint. I, I wouldn't have made it through high school without your mom. Your mom. Like I was good with the pen and English. I could yeah. write good, but she would proofread my shit. And on late nights when it was late, and I'm last minute with the with the paper. You know what I'm saying? She typing for me. You know what I'm saying? And man, she saved. She she really like <laughs> you taught know, me a lot. One of my kids' mothers always be like, nigga, you act like you was raised by wolves. I done met both of your parents, and they good, decent people. Man, your parents were, you know what, what I'm happened, saying? man? You know what? <laughs> I thought my parents lived like a safe life. You know what I'm saying? 
Like they 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 grew up in nice middle class homes. They went to a black college and met each other. They raised two middle class kids. You know, they they provided a good lifestyle for us. And I knew what safe looked like. I knew if I did all the things the right way, this is how my life would end up being. I'd probably have a nice house, you know, two cars, a wife, and it'd be safe. But like, nigga, I wanted the adventure. I wanted to see like what the other shit looked like if I didn't play it safe. This nigga was stupid. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Bottom line, this <laughs> nigga's stupid. And now, this nigga trying to get the same life that his parents gave him to his kids. Yeah, she but crazy, I, ain't but it? I mean, it's it took. But I, I I had to see it for myself. Like I had to live the other shit because I knew what safe looked like. So I didn't want I didn't want that same path. I wanted to I wanted to swing for the fences hey, man, and look. be like. Yo, this could have happened. I'm grateful for Dane, and I'm glad he wanted to be wild because I'm one of those niggas that's like, I'm going to learn from other motherfuckers' mistakes. I learned a lot from his <laughs> mistakes. You know, they say you know smart people uh, learn from their mistakes. Why people learn from the mistakes of others. You know what I'm saying? I learned a lot from his mistakes. Like, I didn't go to Cass because my sister was a teacher there, right? That's my hope. Like, I passed the test, got accepted. No, because I don't want to deal with that. And then I had to. Privilege of going to a, a conference with him and sitting in front of my sister and listen to his mom <laughs> talk back and forth from my sister like nah bro like I can't I can't have that like ninth grade was the only year I was like on point after that it was all downhill once once I discovered pussy like it was it was, <laughs> it was all downhill from I mean there. I think I, every boy fall off a little bit in school once they start you know what I'm saying doing the do um, I fell all the way off I, I didn't fell fall off the wag I didn't fall all the way off um. I, I found twelfth grade, yeah. I was off the wagon. Tenth grade, I come it was home over. from school. I come home from track practice. I be like, "Hey, dad, can I get the key?" I just ask him like, "I'm about to go with my girlfriend. I was like, I had a key, and I just my dad was cool. Like here, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Anytime I wanted to, because I had a car, but my car, my dad truck had got stole, and then he was driving my car while it was gone. I ended up finding this nigga truck. Instead of the police and shit. But then, like, I, even though I had a car, like, I didn't have a fucking car. It was wild. Ugh. Crazy times, man. Uh, you said you had something about, like, uh, oh, let me ask this. Did you, any of y'all niggas take y'all at home COVID test? I just got mine in the mail, but I ain't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to use, I just don't trust it. I, think that shit got I don't trust it. Numbers going down, so they're going to give you, a, a, everybody COVID test got a splash of COVID in that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, see, the numbers going back up. Uh, I just got my booster, so I'm, I was You like, sniffed that shit. You put that shit up in your nose, you got COVID now, my nigga. But I do have my test. My wife ordered the kids. We got we got them at the crib. Uh, so this week, uh, Biden, um, well, the Supreme Court uh, <laughs> said that that shit he was doing with the mandating jobs to make you take tests and and have the vaccine uh at first it was like one in the lower courts um that kind of put like a little stay or a temporary hold on it then another like i think it was like the fifth district and like a ninth district now the supreme court finally said hey yo man stop with this bullshit so then they pulled that they called that shit off right uh my question is oh and um this week uh 200 or so workers from um dmc um are filing a lawsuit uh blue cross blue shield i'm sorry uh so blue cross blue shield uh fired blue cross workers who refused covid19 vaccine mandate may file a lawsuit about 250 um employees like what you think what are y'all feelings on people who lost their jobs because of like a mandate 
that the government said they was going to find their company if they didn't do it. Like, what do y'all think about that? Should I should I get my job back or how how that supposed to work? Yeah, I don't think they're going to No, You shouldn't get your job back because it was it was legal when they did it. But it was ruled unconstitutional after the fact. It don't. OK. So, so now it's just after the fact. Yeah. So you was a job. Back. Yeah. Like Niggas what y'all like, did to me by the Supreme Court said that shit was unconstitutional. Yeah. And it's not like one of my homies was saying like, no, nah, man, that's like a, a job can make anything. And if you don't want to follow the company policy, then you can't sue. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But specifically this one, I got paperwork at my job. Though I was working virtual. And was saying that it was government mandated. Yeah, so that's like the why. reason that we're yeah, doing this yeah, specifically yeah. and the reason that you're getting terminated yep. is because you won't comply because yeah. we have to comply. Yeah. Now, if this was your regular jobs policy and they said you wanted to be vaccine mandated, cool. Yeah. But that's not what this that, was. Yeah, and that's not what this was. So I, I'm, I agree with you, Jack. Oh. The country was like, yeah, we going to make you put something in your body or you can't work here. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. I don't either. But a lot of jobs have those type of restrictions. Now, not just talking about the COVID vaccine, but like, like I said, I worked in a pharmacy. You had to have a flu shot. Like, it wasn't no way around. You don't take the flu shot, you don't work here. Well, I remember a couple, one of my, my girlfriend at the time was a nurse. She wouldn't do the flu shot, so she had to wear a fucking mask. Now, this was before niggas was wearing masks, so she looked, I mean, they, they kind of like try to ostracize you, but like, oh, I didn't want to take the flu shot, so... She had to wear a mask all yeah, day. Yeah, one of our one of our homeboys, he's a nurse at the in Chicago, and I think that's one of the mandates. Like they got it, they had to get the flu shot. Um, so I mean, a lot of places mandate shit like that. I don't, th- I don't see that. But the government did mandate it, and the if you fired me because of a government mandate, that was yeah, like you only switched up, you only switched up because the government. Now, if you up. had this in plan or. That's had different. This in place before, if that was the policy beforehand. Yeah, that's it different. Is, is what it is. Yeah, but you fired me. Yeah, because of a government mandate that the Supreme Court said no, that's unconstitutional. So, I should get my. So who do I sue now? So I do the do I sue the federal government for causing that to happen, or do I say give me my fucking job back? Do you really want to go back to that job? Niggas gotta eat. I go back just to uh, piss I, you the I, fuck I, off. So so the only thing about that is like. When I sue my job, because the job was gonna get a fine for every, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, just yeah. like just do it. So when I sue my job, am I still asking for my job back after I sue them? Yeah. Well, if they don't give mm. you your job back, I want my lost wages. Mm. Now you you might have a better chance of getting lost wages and getting your job back. So will we pay you six months? I mean, we pay right, you six weeks lost wages. But these are these are the frontline workers that worked at Blue Cross. And right now, there's a giant push for nurses that we giving y'all twenty and thirty thousand dollars sign on bonuses, and we going to the Philippines and flying in nurses from overseas. Y'all niggas got a, a deficit. Yes, giving they fucking job back. They helped you through the fucking the whole first year through the yeah. whole pandemic. Yeah, man. They know what they doing. Those people you got to do right. You can't do wrong by that's them. Not, people, that's, bro. Not that's not. That's not. That ain't right. But how often do companies just like we gonna do right by them? Hey, bro, this is different times. This is a different situation. I can't, I can't talk about what happens in the past. I know if I have an opportunity right now for me to make you legally do what's right, no, do what's right by me right now, because we all make these silent agreements and we just let niggas off the hook. Like, oh man, they always do that shit, man. Let's keep going. No, at some point, niggas, I'd be like, nah, do right by me, dog, because this not fair. 
No, it's it's not fair at all. But I mean, the the, the shit happens every day, B. And uh, I don't think them niggas. You probably better off getting six, getting your six weeks since you've been <laughs> unemployed, getting them lost I wages just, back, I just and think, just keep it pushing. I think, but it's, no, it's it's. If I'm suing, I'm not suing, but for for six weeks or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, my you nigga, know what I'm I wasn't on no performance disc because I'm, I'm 17 years in. Like I wasn't about to get fired. Yeah, no, you got to give me x amount of dollars and either to I find a new job or like, like if you a nurse, so it should be fairly quickly for you to find another job. Nurses in high demand right now. Well, they get my job back. You can't come back here. You can't come back See, here because that, now, that's now you're what, can, that's what now you're a cancer where, to the I get, workplace. I get what he's saying with that. I'm not no cancer to the no, workplace. No, 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 no. You bitter. <laughs> no, the company bitter. You sound bitter for them. You a bitter ex employee. They not gonna hire you back, my nigga. The it's, fact that you suing your your company. That's the part. That's why I said the lawsuit shouldn't go to the company. You work for the UAW. It should well, go to the the government. UAW. Do this shit all the time, right? Your nigga get fired and you be like, no, I'm coming back. And then you just be there. This but, shit happened every but, fucking day but, in the city that we live in. Real but, shit. But, my dad sued his job twice. Won both times. And was no, he they, a bitter employee? No, they didn't fire him, but they definitely would fuck with him. Like they they push him to the farthest out campus and <laughs> yeah. had him working in a library. Yeah, you know, they that. would yeah. they would do bullshit like that. Man, look, man. Yeah, you get to keep your your wage. You get to keep your tenure, but we gonna fuck with you any other way that we you can. Gonna do right by me, dog. Like that's it. You gotta do right by me. You know what I'm saying? So this like, is where this is what I was talking to you about earlier. Like when when the these corporations and, and they have unions. When they have these unions, they come to that meeting. That's what the conversation is about. Just doing right by the people. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what that conversation is supposed to be about. I'm not interested in. What you look like, who you are. Um, I don't care if you look like me, all this shit. All I want to know is you're going to do right by me. Because at the end of the day, that's all that fucking matters. So if I got to make a nigga make you do right by me, fuck it. That's what we're going to have to do. So, but but in all honesty, is that the type of work environment that you want to be in? I don't want to work, period. So Ain't Jay. no work environment going to be great for me. I don't want to work for nobody. So, Jay, as an entrepreneur, would you... If you were mandated like that, say the situation fell on you for your business. Yeah. Would you hire your people back? I probably wouldn't have fired them. You wouldn't have fired them? No. And I wouldn't pay the fine either. <laughs> do what you do. I, you know what I'm saying? Like by the time y'all come after me to pay the fine, yeah, I figured yeah, that the yeah, court yeah, process would yeah, probably yeah, be over. Yeah. It's a couple like Michigan first. I don't work there no more, but when they got the and I, my, my old folks worked there, the CEO was like, yo, we not fine, we not, we not paying no fines, y'all, we not doing that shit. A lot of motherfuckers did that shit like, no, we're not doing that, my nigga. Are you going to set the precedent where the government is about to go sue individual businesses or whatever? I'm going to force your hand to do, all right, you want to play chicken? Fine, do it. Like, I'm not I'm not participating. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably what I would have done. Like, all right, nigga, you can put as much paperwork on me as you would. Like, but you don't want to, do you want to play the paperwork game with the federal government? They'll find some other. Yeah, may, maybe they may not drag you down to court. They'll just find some other way to fuck with you. I'm not about to be scared my whole fucking life for the federal government, though. You know what I'm saying? It's like a nigga can scare you into any. Like, if that's the case. Well, yes, niggas break crimes. Niggas sell weed, sell crack, 
rob banks, do all this wild evil shit all the fucking time. Scam niggas that you praise niggas a victimless crime. Scamming but is a victimless crime. Cool, and I, cool, and, cool. But and niggas I believe is not, that. Well, niggas is not afraid of nothing else. But as soon as the big bad federal government, niggas like, yo, man, I don't want no problems, man. I don't want no problems. <laughs> fuck them. Like, niggas don't give a fuck about nothing else. Niggas, the, it's the federal government that put your ass in prison. Fuck it. Niggas won't be outlaws. Niggas, see what that side of the life look like. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? But again, I say that because in my heart of heart, sometimes I mean, I'm I'm a bit of an anarchist. You know what I'm saying? I kind of want to shake the table. You, you want to go against the grain, and, you a know? What I'm saying and break that the is system. you. That's so, you. Uh, good sixty forty percent of me is fuck it, burn this whole shit down. Other forty percent, you know, I like a little bit of structure. You need life. That's life, bro. You need a little bit of structure. I like structure and rules so that I know what everybody else is doing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not necessarily so yeah, I can follow. Be for me, right? right, right so right. I can know. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well. I know how far this line I can cross. Yeah. But uh, so look, man, this is this is interesting. I'm. This, this is great how this shit works. Because uh, what we just talked about, I'm going to play this little clip and I want to have a conversation about it. Um, I thought this shit was... Uh, Pretty eye-opening. Yes. We are bored. We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no. See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand. And he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now. And that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. And when I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert who had devoted his life to saving trees. He just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the redwoods. He's 84 years old. He always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. And when I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. All right, um, it's a little longer than that, but this is from a movie called uh, My Dinner with Andre. It, was, it released in 1981, so Eve shit, before I was fucking born. Um, a year before I was born. Um, and it talked about, the whole fucking movie was just two niggas at the dinner table talking, literally, for an hour and 50 minutes. The whole movie was them two talking, but it didn't feel 
like it was two hours and it felt like a whole it, i don't know how i can watch a con <laughs> i guess it was like a podcast <laughs> and to be perfectly honest and they were just having a conversation about different things but like <clears throat> for some reason this shit resonated with me so i ended up watching a movie today and shit it's on hbo max or that shit is on youtube you type in dinner andre you can watch the whole shit on youtube but this shit resonated with me so much and i, I I feel like this is going on. This was 1981, so this was 41 years ago, and oh, well, for, yeah, 41 years ago. And it's like, uh, this is happening. Like we are literally creating our own prison, and we the prisoner and the guard at the same time. And we'll. So fight. you're saying the metaverse is a is a is a man made prison? We we designing it right now. We are literally designing a system. Have you bought some real estate in the metaverse yet? I will never. Well, I, I won't never say never. No, the answer is no. <laughs> Better get it right now or it's cheap. <laughs> but like, I, I think we are, we are literally designing a system where every single thing that we do is going to be digitized and tracked by something. Like we designing a prison for ourselves. Well, we're going to be the guards because I'll be listening in different spaces, different clubhouse rooms all this nft and metaverse and niggas being there having full-blown arguments and 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 going back and forth with each other like we are literally designing this shit we even give passes to the government on wild shit like no nah, man they could make niggas put some shit in their body they doing it for us. like what like this shit seems wild to me and so so essentially we create my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. So essentially, we creating our own boundaries ourselves. The government not even, or I just put in air quotes. The government is not doing it for us. Like it's just our fear, our paranoia, our wanting to be ahead of the curve is what's doing it for our for ourselves. Essentially, um, that um, one of the themes of the movie was also was like, like we really in this sleep state and we not even really living life. We just in a routine mm -hmm. or, or in a pattern. And if you just stuck in a pattern, you're not actually living or experiencing that. I just know seven o'clock, go in the kitchen and get some cereal and start eating. Like you're not even eating when you're hungry. You eating based on the clock, you eating yeah. on the time. You, I know I got to drive here and do this. Oh, it's Thursday. I mean, I mean, I do this. Like, are you even on the hamster wheel, baby? Yeah. Are we even actually experiencing life? So how, but how do you break that though? Because our, the way that we live, our schedule is, or most of us is like when you say that seven o'clock thing for me, I know I got to start work at eight. I'm out to bed most days, six forty five, take out the dog, make me some oatmeal or eat some cereal for breakfast, smoke, kind of get myself together, you know, and then, you know, I'm, I'm in front of my computer about seven forty five, starting to get logged on and get ready for my day. It's almost like I have it almost down to a science where I don't even have to really look at the clock like my internal clock is telling me like what time it is and it's it's muscle memory at this point that's scary because we don't like our jobs like we not even this not even something that we want to do like you programmed already just to do like most people right. hate they fucking job yeah I don't, I don't like doing a job every day but i do like getting paid that whole every thursday that whole thing remind me of uh a little bit of the Matrix, uh, this, this, the new movie, it was newer movie, uh, mm -hmm. Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. It was a good movie, but it was it was kind of like that, like like people just got off into this universe and 
Like they stayed there and that was like the thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So much that it like the and it was controlled by a corporation, you know what I'm saying, that ran it and they was just trying to take over it. It's it's weird, but it's like we are inundated with this device that I got. I mean, I this is literally a battery pack that's attached to my phone so it don't lose power. You know what I'm saying? So this because you need actually, to be on. It needs to be on at all times. So this shit has a bit of power over me because I don't. I don't want this motherfucker to go up so much that I got this back battery pack connected but, to this bitch. But look how lost people are. Like if you out somewhere and your phone just dies, like you you left the house. I forgot to charge my phone last night. I'm ripping and running. I'm at the grocery store. I'm on eight percent, and I need to use GPS to get to my next destination. And your phone dies. Niggas are in a literal sense of panic. Like, I need to buy a charger right now. You know, it's interesting, man. He's like, nigga, why do it take you so long to text, right? Or text back or respond to different shit. After I watched that shit on Netflix last year, dog, um, about, I, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, basically how the social media companies. Uh, the algorithm thing they put yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I turned all my fucking notifications off. You know what I'm saying? Because I did, I felt like they was beating me. Because they was like, you know, we need you to pick up your phone 42, 42 times an hour. So I'm gonna send notifications when this and that. So man, definitely, man. We all like program. Like I be trying to try. I'm like, nah, nigga. The, I'm gonna find out there's a message there when I want to go and find out if there's a message there. I mean, bro, it's just it's 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 part of technology, though. Like it's, it's, it got us all trapped. How many phone numbers you really know by heart? Everybody before the technology boom. Like literally, only niggas. This I didn't realize I didn't know any numbers by heart. That I knew three numbers by heart when I got arrested and I went to jail. And it was like, you can call the police officer was like, you can call somebody to come get you, but you can't use your cell phone. And I'm like, fuck. The only numbers that I knew was your number, my child's mother's number and my dad's number. You you was out of state. I damn sure didn't want to call my dad and tell him I was in jail. <laughs> so I was only left to one number like that's I'm with you like everything before. You know what I'm saying? I, I know. And then one of my homegirls or one of my friends, she changed her number a couple of years ago. I'm like, why are you changing your number? Like, I know your number by heart. Like, I've known it for 20 <laughs> years. Like, I just, it's time for, like, what do you mean it's time for a new number? That's not, like, what? Bro. I was so frustrated. I've had another motherfucker for changing Same number. phone number since 1999. I had the same phone number since 2000. 2000. I remember I, I had somebody ask, like, if we if we get together, I'm going to need you to change your number. I'm like, bitch, that is, that is a... That's a uh, uh, what, what you call it a non-negotiable for me. Why would I do that? That's crazy. Because she, right she knows that everybody got that number. Uh, but I'm like, that's, but that's also the reason why I'm not going to change. Her insecurities is way too deep, bro. I be thinking about let the best hoe win. <laughs> <laughs> why you think niggas so scared of police, but ain't scared of nothing else? Niggas will literally pull up to your house and shoot that bitch up. You know what I'm saying? A, a one nigga walk around to one house with a bunch of niggas on the and literally have a shootout in the streets. But if a nigga say, here come the police, niggas is breaking. Like we have created a system where we think like, like they the fucking agents in the matrix and shit. Like nigga, you would kill anybody except them. I'm not saying I want you to kill the police at all. Right. But like, I don't, I don't understand. Like we've just made these roles. We gave these people this, this power over us. I want, I want to touch on that. I don't think I'm not advocating niggas kill the police, but protect your life. If the police understood that they're like, when you pull somebody over and the playing field was a little bit more even, 
I think you would have a different police interaction. So today I was at work and where I work at my house is near a window. I could hear I saw my neighbor go outside and start his car up because, you know, he leave out about work around the time I go to lunch. And typically on my lunch break, I take the dog out, let him do his business, come back in. So I see him. He see me. We nod, do all of that. And I come back in the house. So I sit back down at my desk, you know, getting ready to, to log back in from lunch. And I hear the police like, whoop, whoop. And I was like, damn, that shit sound close as fuck. They they right in front of my house. The police, the cruiser blocking my driveway. They got my neighbor like they pulled my neighbor over. But I mean, he hasn't gone anywhere. Like the nigga literally just started his car up and he just like I saw him open up the door, sit down in the car. He hadn't even put his foot on the brake yet. You know, because I can see the back light from yeah. where I'm sitting at. So it's just swooped up on him. And I'm just like, so now I'm watching out the window because like the I didn't seen the nigga in the last five minutes. He ain't committed no crime in the last five minutes. So like, yeah. why is they fucking with him? Yeah. You know, they ran this, told him to put out. Now, I also saw him bring, he got a, like a, a baby. Like the baby can't be more than six months. I saw him come outside with the baby in the car seat. So he got the baby in the back too. I saw the officer make him pull down all the windows because he got a slight tent. You can't, you like, you can still see through it, but it's a tent. So they make him roll down all the windows. They run his, you know, license, registration, proof of insurance. And I'm just like, why is they fucking with him? And the nigga just, like, he outside with his baby. Clearly, yeah. he going to take the baby somewhere or go on about to do his business. But I don't know a lot of niggas committing crimes with a right newborn. In a, <laughs> yeah. He park on the streets, like, fresh uh -huh. on the streets with a newborn, like. What the fuck did the nigga do? And I just feel like shit like that, that's the police fucking with you. That man ain't did nothing. Unless he got warrants and they came to get him. But but they didn't arrest him. Like yeah. I watched I, I kept my windows open for the whole interaction. I was being a nosy neighbor that time because oh, you've been a protective neighbor. You've been a you protective. see the police yeah, out there difference. with my man. Let me I'm now if I'm in a like if I'm at work when I was physically at the office, I see a police interaction because they put everybody up right there in the in the in the parking lot. Yeah. Put my phone there and I hit the record button. Even if I can't watch, it's like but, you don't never but, know but, what's going on. And that's sad. Like the police are supposed to be there to protect, but we view them and we are as the authority, and we and we are recording for the protection. Like you were watching for the protection of your neighbor. You don't worry about the cop. No, but I'm just like, <laughs> if the police knew that when they fuck with me, that I could subsequently fuck with you, not by filing a report or by some shit with that. Like, nigga, I got to, we both got guns. Now what? If Why was, are you fucking with me? If every time there was a, um, a racist cop who killed a kid, if something happened to that cop, it would be less people killing innocent black people. Absolutely. Kids. I agree. Because if you understood that your address is going to hit the internet and we fucking, and some, something happens, regardless of if it's a, if something happened, you'd be a little bit less likely. That'd be my frustration with the federal government because the federal government only job is to protect those rights, those constitutional rights or whatever. They're not supposed to be finding out asking questions about your marital status and who you having sex with and if you having them all this extra shit no you just supposed to protect these fucking rights now when the actual federal government is the one infringing upon those rights i have a huge problem with that. so did you see that issue with the u.s marshals this week uh, -uh. okay so 
I was watching the news. I was up late last night watching Vice News. There was a gentleman. He was coming out of court or he had been to court uh, for a domestic dispute. He his his ex-wife was alleging that, you know, he was coming over to the house, fucking with her, you know, vandalizing the house or whatnot. He's saying that, no, your honor, I, I'm not like, you know, she filed a, a false report. That's not what I'm doing. My man had three has three cell phones. He has his own business. He got a cell phone just to communicate with his children that he has with this woman. And then he got his own, you know, personal phone. So as he is leaving the court, he hands the business phone and the kids phone to his lawyer. When they get outside, federal marshals are there and they stop him. They serve him with a warrant. The warrant says they had a right to search whatever's on his person and also search his car. So the, the federal officer is going through, you know, do you have any weapons on you? He's like, no, I don't have any weapons on me, but I do have my pistol in the car. And he was like, is it registered to, you know, just going through all the preliminary information. Like, yeah. Now, the federal marshal said you should have three cell phones. Well, he was like, I do have three cell phones, but I handed them to my lawyer. They were trying to make the lawyer give up the other two cell phones but his lawyer was reading was He's reading off on his person yeah the lawyer was reading off on it like look i could understand if the if they said for all his personal property that's one thing this warrant clearly states whatever is on his person essentially his wife was trying to manipulate the situation and get all three cell phones because come to find out when they went back to court the other two cell phones corroborate the his fact location yeah and that he he had been to the house, but they had consensual sex and they had text messages from her that let them know that the sex was consensual, that he wasn't up over there beating on her or vandalizing like she invited him in to, you know, she want to fuck her baby daddy. So she inviting the nigga What's in. So crazy is that was probably the plan. Let me invite you in there. You're going to come with your cell phone. Your cell phone is a bread come everywhere that you went. It's going to show that you've and been in the house. She'd have been mm -hmm. like, well, we can check the records. And he was over here at this time while y'all was fucking and everything yeah. is all good. You setting this nigga up. Yeah. Dirty fucking game. But, but, but the that's government the, but, is supposed to be protecting your rights, not trying to impede on and, and the lawyer would not. He was the, the federal marshal was like, well, I'm going to have to arrest you, too. And the lawyer was like, oh. Okay, then I mean, ching, ching. we we all arrested. <laughs> he said, "But you can't have them cell phones." He's like, "That's illegal. You taking them cell phones?" So I mean, the government will will fuck with you. Also, they're not always out here protected. But we be arguing about these. Where the where the fuss be at about that? You know what I'm saying? It's just like ah, uh, you know, niggas do what they do. Let's go ahead and move on with our lives. No, we got to stop that. At some point, right? You got to stop that. Like at some point, it was it like, has to nah, be accountability. it got to be a hard stop. It got to be a, 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 a accountability to go with that. And it yeah. can't be just like the one nigga that's out there. Facts. Because the one nigga. It's, it's got to be a movement of people. Because, so for Facts. an example, let's just say me, I'm a hard no, right? On whatever your, whatever your overreach is or whatever. And I'm ready, to, I'm ready for it to be a hard no until it can't be. A, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But afterwards on the news, it's going to look like one crazy nigga, though. And they can say whatever the fuck they want about it because don't nobody, don't nobody care. And you would go with the official story from the from the news, but like it got to be a collective effort. Like, no, you can't do this. Like, we we are creating our own prison. Yeah. And like happy to, and then we'll fight you because you're the prisoner and the guard. No, nigga, you bring the bring your ass in the metaverse, so your family gonna be fucked up in the future. 
<laughs> Damn, my nigga. <laughs> That's, like, why don't, you, don't. that's why you got to buy you some real estate in the metaverse so you know you got something to pass down to your kids. Like, damn. I buy you a digital plot next to Snoop Dogg house. Shit. I ain't seen this many niggas. Nigga, go connect with Pharaoh. Go to grow some fruit. Y'all niggas talking about a metaverse, nigga. about this actual world where fruit grows from the dirt and he eat feed fruit. the... <laughs> fruit going to be insufficient in 20 years. Like, God damn. And that's crazy. Niggas going to eat gas. That's bad. <laughs> that's a horrible thing. Man, this you, shit you plug up. your brain into your into your computer. It you plug your brain into your cell phone at night. You feel full when you wake up. They already got this shit. It comes like in a carton. It's like a beige and like a, a beige in color. The texture kind of looks like some thick ass. Look like a uh, you know you get a chocolate um like a protein shake. Yeah, and it has all the nutrients that you would need to survive. So you drink this. So now they're trying to eliminate food. Like literally you drink this and you don't need to actually eat or drink like this. is has like my nigga. This is good enough. (laughs) Fuck that. You are plugged in into the matrix. Fuck that. We we, we detailing it. And long as our matrix looks good, um, we we don't care. Fuck that. All right. So I got something a little bit lighter because I I don't, you know, them conspiracy theories. Yeah, Jay, you made my head hurt with that <laughs> shit. Nigga, nigga. Dinner, my dinner with Andre. Please watch that shit. Though. No, I, I've seen it. And I seen the clip you posted earlier. It was kind of, it's deep. It's deep. So, y'all are in various stages of relationships. I know you married. You know, Jason is currently accepting interviews. <laughs> and I am celibate. Uh, so, you invite a young lady out to a spot. You buy a bottle. It's a group of five niggas let's just, or just a group of five people. So we get like three drinks a piece from this bottle. So enough to catch you a little buzz. Now you feeling nice. This is bottle for five niggas to get three drinks. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving. <laughs> it's a big ass bottle. That's one of them XL bottles. <laughs> Huge bottle. I'm just, I'm just giving a scenario. Okay. I'm just giving, cause I'm thinking like, no, we probably getting five drinks. Max. <laughs> everybody get one good one. Yeah. And it might be some little leftover, you know, little, little taste from that bitch <laughs> so old girl you invite out you know she got a she got a little buzz but she want to keep the party going and you know i already bought one bottle so she go to the bar and spends her own money and buys a drink are you wrong if you don't pay for that drink she was you, part of our group you invited her out she part of the group you already bought the first bottle right let's just say she got two drinks out of the first bottle she want to keep the party going do you buy another drink or, or is she wrong is she wrong for paying for her own drink or should you come out of pocket and buy it? Um so this is a question I saw on social media yeah. just just to put it out there. Not like me because she, I don't buy drinks. If she went to buy a drink and like the tab comes or whatever, I'm probably going to take it. Like so if she just goes to the bar and buys a drink and she already paid for like I'm not about to you're not gonna cash up with a fifteen for the drink. I mean, I guess, but like, yeah, I seem like it just seemed like you doing too much. I hey, man, I'm so far away from any of this. Cause like, it, if it's only fifteen, I like now I seem like I'm trying to go out my way to him. Like, yeah, like, like, like just put like you want to drink, like go get another drink. I can put it on the. T- I mean, it's fifteen dollars or whatever the fuck that like you know what I'm saying. But like, if you went and bought it and cashed out already. Like I'm not about to make it a deal. Yeah. Uh make like, it a thing. Like I ain't about to try to like break my neck to reimburse you on it. Like you went off and did that on your own. But you know, it's just it just goes on with the common theme that like 
you know, I see a lot of shit going on social media and and just let me just put this out there. If I ha- if you said something to me on Twitter this week, I can't respond because I've been suspended and my suspension <laughs> is not lifting until Sunday, but I'll be back <laughs> in full effect on my best behavior come Sunday. But I just seen a, I've been just looking at a lot of shit on social media and women, even men have a lot of strong opinions on the roles people should play. Like if I invite her out. You know, it's a date and I should pay for everything. You know, she shouldn't have to come out of pocket for shit. For me, I think that's just like a little petty thing. Like, clearly, if I bought a bottle, we probably got a tab going in the section. Fact. Just just put it on the fucking tab. I mean, a, a bottle in the club, this same $60 bottle of Clico that I could have got from the liquor store is $300 in the club. Like, another 15 you know, if I spent $300, yeah. 15 ain't really going to fuck up my night. I guess I just, um, me in my current state, I just don't put expectations on people. You know what I mean? Like, so if we out and, you know, I got a bottle or some shit like that, um, and you go to the bar and purchase yourself a drink, maybe that's what you wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to make it a thing because, not you know. Like, you think I can't pay for my own? Who knows where that shit going to go? I just don't like all the expectations that we have on each other. And, like, and most times, like, these be fairly new relationships. You don't even know these people in real life. Facts. And you have all these expectations and, and expectations for for these people. And it's like, I don't even know you. I'm just getting to know you. I don't even, like, your opinion about me, like, we really being honest, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like. I can per- I'm perfectly fine never talking to you again. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I mean, you care, right? But like I don't if I don't know I don't you, have, I don't, I don't have enough care. time invested for my feelings to be hurt. You know, I I'm I may like you because you look good. We didn't had a couple good conversations. You know, the vibe seemed cool. But on on the real spill of things, like I've known you for maybe a week and a half, two. I don't know you. You're a stranger to me. I'll just say facts. I've had situations where I've spent um, more. I spent money, um, and I and, and had good times, and things were great. Uh, and I had times where I spent nothing and still had those great times, and things went great. I don't even think that that for me, Jason. That shit don't matter to to me, right? And I, and I feel you. I don't think the money correlates. And I even take it a step further. I don't spend money on dates, you know, upwards to two hundred, maybe even more. And then shit, just, it just didn't work out. Yeah, we stopped talking. I don't go back to her like, hey, I'm gonna send you an invoice on Friday because since this didn't work out, that shrimp scampi yeah. yeah. that you ate and them two drinks you had, I'm gonna need you to reimburse. Like the, the shit just don't work. Why is it a thing that if this don't even got nothing to do with the dating or whatever. But why is it a thing that when you hang out or you go out somewhere, you got to drink alcohol? Like, why is that automatically tied to having a good time? I don't know, because I, you know, I haven't really been a heavy drinker in like probably about two years now. I really, for the most part, gave up drinking. Damn, I tell you, I've never been a heavy drinker. Yeah, that's not my thing. So for the most part, I've I've given up drinking. What I have one, I still have one every now and again, but it's it's few and far. Like I like between. having a drink, right? But, but like, if I go out to dinner and I don't have one at all, I'm still straight. I'm not actively trying to get drunk every time I have a drink. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I, it's just a given. If you go to a club, the club comes with alcohol. 
Like right. that's the thing. Like, are we having fun at these places? Like all through college and shit, right? And all well, <laughs> all through niggas' college years, through they twenty one and their club years. Are, was we really having fun or was we just drunk? Just drunk. Most of the time. Because I'm thinking about in my adult hey bro life, like you're just drunk. Dude. Now, is it fun being drunk? While you were drunk, yes. To an extent. <laughs> to, an extent, <laughs> to, an extent bro. to an extent, but like But when you're praying a porcelain Jesus in the morning, <laughs> it ain't it ain't fun no more. Now this don't mean I mean I just spent the I have a Bartesian in my Bartisan in my crib. So I I'll I'll make myself a drink. But like I don't drink as much as I thought I was going <laughs> to do when I like bought you, this you don't have one every day just because it's dead. Yeah, no, yeah. like I, I just don't. But like, why is that the qualifier? Whether my date was good or not, whether I bought a bottle, you know what I'm saying? Like, or my fun because you don't want you don't want the group chat wolves to be calling you no broke ass niggas. That broke ass nigga ain't even buying you nothing to drink, girl. Uh. I don't know. I'm past that part in my life where I got you. Mar- you married? Even you if I wouldn't, bro. Your I'm, wife find out you buying drinks. Even with your, off with your head. Even if I was with your head. Even if I wasn't, bro. I'm past that part of my life where I feel like I gotta buy. Prove or, I, gotta, I gotta prove. What? Are, what am I proving? Not even on a relationship. Should I hear niggas be like, "Yo, nigga, if you ain't, if y'all going out, y'all bro. niggas ain't buying bottles." Like but niggas be like, "I'll get my bottle." Yeah, you your homeboy's been like that before. Nigga, this shit is sixty dollars at Target, forty five <laughs> at the spot up the street, and you we, we we like we stunting because like my nigga, I paid three fifty for this. Like you, come on, man, you're a fool. I've been there, nigga. I was a fool too. But 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 you know, like when when we was talking about that Rick Ross croak. Like niggas are standing around trying to impress other niggas. Like, look at the spectacle. The sparklers are headed to my section. The bottle bitches is headed to my section. Look at me. I'm the king for bro. the next thirty seconds. Man, I'm from Detroit, bro. All I know is that shit look like the next thing is gonna get robbed and get caught slipping outside. Like I said, like that whole what was we talking about in the group chat that uh that cam they got at the little Caesars at Little Caesars. Yeah, they, uh, oh, the ice cam. Come on, bro. That the is some of the dumbest. Come on, man. You want to be on the ice game? Not ever, bro. Blinging? Not no, ever. Like, one, like you the a one broke nigga. The one dude, you a broke nigga. You that, ain't got no bucks. That's fine. That's fine. Where your kid at? The it's one a double edged sword. Tuck this chain. I enjoy the fact. Hold up. Uh oh, Jason got COVID. Um, I enjoy the fact that the Pistons marketing manager, whatever the fuck they do, they finding a way to connect with people. Are connecting with. The heart of the city, That's like the the the, the yeah. young black, it clicking yeah. with Detroit. They clicking with Detroit. The twenty five to twenty five to thirty five, twenty five to forty, whatever yeah. the, with age brand. Like I I appreciate that, right? Um, because we coming up, nigga. It was gold chains. It wasn't ice, but it was gold chains and and Cardi's. You but know that what was a, it was, but it's it's it's, it's representing Detroit. So you yeah. like that? Like that's Detroit. Yeah, I I I I do understand I that, that part. But you know, but at the like, same time, stick but you can be outside. normal. Like if you ain't on ice camp, like don't yeah. go, don't do no exactly. wild shit. I'm not going so to a Pistons can. game unless I'm buffed up. I got on a mink See, and my ice is shining. Like because I want to be on the ice camp. Yeah, I'm straight. And the I'm Pist- okay. Do you know the Pistons got a bar on the first floor, like right behind the right behind the basket? I think that's cold too. Yeah, I I mean I I like what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? And try because what we call it last week the Detroit Palace. Yeah, I would love to you know have it to be named the Detroit Palace. That would be dope. You know what I'm saying? But uh, the the Palace of Detroit, Michigan. You know, I was the Palace of Auburn yeah. Hills, Palace of Detroit. 
Detroit Palace, uh, you know, however. I would love to hear Mason say, welcome to the Palace of Detroit. That shit would, that shit that would, would be hard. That would be gangster. Yeah. I, I just don't know, man. Like, these are these silent agreements that we just, we just agreed to. Like, we just agreed that it's okay for, like, me to pay $400 to sit on this Ikea couch. That doesn't come with a bottle. It just come. This is just a section for you and your people to sit down at. Like if you've been in the club scene, you've been dan- you've been you've been clubbing with these same niggas for thirty years, <laughs> twenty years. Nigga, as much as I love these niggas, Bird and Bravo been throwing parties since hey, we was man. in eleventh grade, hey, bro. I went to school with them dudes, man. They great guys. I'm I'm glad to see they they dream come alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, like I, I literally, we've been partying with them. Yeah, twenty five years. Facts. They've been throwing parties for forever. Like. It's a new batch of young girls in there, but they good at what they do. I remember we go to the club and sit for free. That's how long. That's how long I've been doing this shit. I remember when sections weren't a thing. I remember the first time I paid for a section, it was one hundred and fifty dollars, and I thought the world was coming to an end. I got to pay one hundred fifty dollars for me to sit down. That's what you're telling me. And we really not gonna sit down. Cause we gonna be standing up, so standing up, moving so, around. So you can be seen. It, yeah. It's it's not like the waitress is coming over to you to get drink orders. You still got to go to the bar. You just paying for this to be our section to drink at. Not if I want to sit down, you paid one hundred fifty dollars. Not granted. You know. You know. Sometimes you want to go out and have a good time. You know. It is what it is. But like, I don't know. We just keep making these silent agreements, and now we trapped into a system. Or don't nobody <laughs> like this system, but everybody gonna continue to keep doing this right. system. Everybody, yeah. You know the funniest silent agreement to me, <laughs> and I, I've been guilty of it. When you're going to the strip club and sitting by the stage, like if you're not throwing no money, get your ass up from close to the stage because you finna get called the fuck out. You got you got about a song and a half not to throw nothing before all them broke ass niggas right there sitting next to the stage. Get the fuck up. You know my favorite line. Hey, you want to dance? I just saw you dance. Because <laughs> I literally just saw you dance naked. Like, you don't have clothes on. You were four feet away from me. Or you asked me if you want you want to put this coochie on me that's been on everybody. I'm a, I'm a pass. What do I get for $50, though? <laughs> for $50, it sounds like you paid $10 too much, Jason. <laughs> I mean, other than that, you know. You know what you're getting for 50 Chlamydia. Now you know you know you know what I think this is. This is probably because like uh, me and Mike used to be at the Brass Key, probably like oh six oh seven. Brass Key. We was literally there every single day, right? Not like all day though. Like during in the daytime, while it was still light outside, like that was just a chill spot. We were just in there because we was cool in that West Warren area. You know what I'm saying? So it was just a normal hangout, chill out spot. So like once you. In a in a in a particular in a strip club for like a year and a half for like every day it's like it loses its zeal. Dated a, strip, a couple strippers and shit, and it was like you know Been there. that shit is Been there. like you know I gotta get up and go to work at eight o'clock. You calling me at four a.m. It's like yo, I don't think this is gonna work out. <laughs> like, the Bear Facts was my spot down in Southwest. They let me they let me perform on stage at sixteen. And I, I just made that bitch my home. Like I could like I could literally leave school and go to the bare facts. The Rolex still open? I don't think so. 
Wow. It's like East Seven Miles. Yeah, that's shit. wow. We naming some old spots. Hey. Old spots. Rolex was Rolex. I see a, main attraction down there. It was a ground. place. It was a place around the corner from my apartment called Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah. They used to get butt the fuck naked yeah, in Atlantis. Yeah, they got butt naked. There was no alcohol. And they stayed open till like four AM. There used to be that one close, not too far from here, on near uh, Eight Mile and Grand River. Remember they tried to? I mean, Eight Mile and Greenfield that they used to get button Playhouse, I think it was. Remember they franchised the strip clubs? Starving Marvin. Starving Marvin. Starving Marvin. Niggas had a. There's a bunch of them bitches. Like yo, that's starving Marvin's East, starving Marvin's West. Like it was a bunch of them bitches. Niggas had starving Marvin. They was colorful as fuck. They was like Chuck E. Cheese for titty bars. That shit. They had a run. Year and a half, yeah. two years. <laughs> then too many niggas kept getting murdered, so murder would stop everything. There was one more. The was it the? Sh- it had a boat on the outside. Uh, it was on the east side. Oh, you know I don't frequent the east too much. Fuck man, there was a boat on the outside of the building. I want to call boats it boats like, and hoes. I want to call it, it was like showboats or something like that. <laughs> but I know I'm lying. I know I'm lying. But that was another. That was it. Was like a starving Marvin's for a second before them bitches died. Man, the strip clubs was good. That I think every young nigga, every young nigga need a good oh, strip club it's been run. So long, you learn so much. You learn a lot of shit proper, just by proper, watching shit in the strip proper club. Strip club well, I'll etiquette. say this. You can learn shit by watching anything. I don't necessarily know that everybody needs a strip club moment. You do. You do. You need. You don't. <laughs> you, need, you need if, that if, run. If, if you didn't have a strip club run, you your life would be fine. <laughs> you need it, though. Your life would be fine. No. You need the stories. <laughs> your, your, your you son, need the memories. If your son never had a run into the strip clubs, he's going to be fine. Yeah, I would. I don't want my son to have a strip club run. I don't. I, I mean, not, just, my, not my baby. I'm just saying we got to treat everybody like they are kids, man, because they are. They also my kids. She just because just because she calls me daddy doesn't mean <laughs> she's my kid. How y'all feel about that type of shit? I don't like a woman calling me daddy. Ain't that kind of weird? Never had it. You know the you know the other one I don't like when they put the Z on it, Zaddy. I don't like that shit. Well, at least switch it from dad. Like why would it? Why would why, if oh. we having sex? Don't think about your father. I know you like I'm that's, like I don't like it. That's so weird. It's like when like I when we coming up, you know what I'm saying? It was like Yeah, know, when I was 16, 17. Yeah, but when you think about it like I'm a father for real. I can call daddy <laughs> so much every day. I don't like yeah. when I don't hear that shit, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like when I grew up in a house, my mama called my dad daddy and my dad called my mom mama. Like that's how they was like, "Hey, ask your mama, mama." That like I heard that coming up, so I don't have. It's not a sexual kind of. I don't. When I hear that, yeah, I don't. I don't feel it's like nothing, this, it's not a sexual kind of. Nothing sexy thing. about it. That's he, like he never called her by her first name. Like later in life, I remember that. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But like, I I personally think it was like when we were kids. This is mommy. This is daddy. So they just refer to themselves yeah. as mommy and daddy. So it is. So but don't ever think you can't call me some. But then it, then it then it like it just like once you it just stuck. How old was you when you called your pops by his first name? I've never called my pops by his first name. Like, Even to I, this day. Why would I call him? I don't why? know. I, I used to do that shit with my dad as a joke. I'm like, Ray, chill, chill out. Chill out, bro. No. Well, Damon, <laughs> let me tell you about that. <laughs> chill yeah, out, never, <laughs> never called my, my father by his first name. Um, that's just a level of respect. Um, yo, I meant to mention this last week, man. Um, I sent it to you, man. You got a chance to check out Avenue of Fashion. 
uh, oh, uh, Ant Genius. Yeah, uh, Ant Genius yeah. Project. It's yeah. smooth, man. I like it. Yeah, man. I didn't. I forgot to reach out to you, Ant. So if you're listening, I, I really fuck with this shit. Yeah, and um, I and I like the interludes that you got on the project with Comic J. Will. That brings yeah. a, a whole different element to it. You got some. You got this. A this a smooth. This a smooth joint. And you got some names in here that we fuck with too. Yeah, you had Dave Hill on the project. Yeah. Uh, um, but just really, Ant just put together a solid project with good music and some smooth ass beats. Yeah, for sure. So I got a double. Are we are we about at that time? Um, yeah, we about an hour and forty in. Yeah. Okay, so I I do have two music picks of the week. I'm gonna give Ant the nod for music pick of the week for Avenue of Fashion because mm-hmm. that's the young dog. He put a lot. I I I can't think of a song in particular that I want to put on there, but I just want people to support his project. He a young dog. He got some good music. It's smooth, good ride music, and we fuck with him. And I don't put nobody on my on my music pick of the week that I don't fuck with. So Jay, if you could just play any selection for the for the choir off Avenue of Fashion, please. Uh, all right, let's just see. This is a uh, you know. fuck with that i was gonna wait to dave hill verse but i want to play the whole song y'all gotta go listen to go it. listen yeah. buy it and support the young homie yeah um and, and i do have another music pick of the week by mc that we believe in we getting behind this project kid and alicia's son my dog d rick threw out his first single uh from the upcoming album outside outside nigga we outside with it shout out to ceo ken d rick La Familia, TSG, doing some amazing things, man. But we outside with it. Suckers winning, I do. Baby got her own bag, lady. That's my Badu. Let them suckers perk, we gon' work. Fuck you talking about on them roads, dealing out goals. We was talking routes. God did it. Why you mad, nigga? This our favorite word. I don't want you around me if you got some dirty paperwork. New fit, so kids, and don't nobody know you. I ain't gotta wear shit. Face card, let me show you outside. The niggas know who outside. Run it to them outside. Let me catch them outside. Outside, anytime we outside, 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 we outside,
like them drop chins. We been locked in, we was boxed in. Stripes like a top 10, can't swap sin. Any demons every season, means I'm gonna drop 10. Outside D Rick Project, uh, Kid and Alicia Son. Um, Got some exciting things coming up with that project. I was, we had the opportunity to sit down and kick it with D Rick and Ken last week just to, uh, do some content for the upcoming project. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I believe in D Rick. I believe in that music, man. So I can't, I can't wait for the full album rollout. Um, besides that, man, I think we, uh, that's everything, man. You got a whose man's is this? Uh, no, I didn't even think about that shit until like right now, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's our show. We do what the fuck we want. Listen, I'm asking a few things. If you do your own, if you got, I want you all to send in voice memos of you doing your intros. It can be your own intro. Somebody sent me a voice note of them doing our intro, which I thought was really dope. Cause she I, got, I thought you was asking. What? I thought I thought you was asking them to do. Yeah, that's what I am asking them to do. It's no, just I wasn't sure. You know what I'm saying? No, because I think I feel like if you, there's a lot of our listeners out here that may not, for whatever logistical reasons may not ever get up here, get the opportunity to get up here and get on a mic with us. If you're a faithful listener and you listening and you got your own intro, send that bitch in. I no, want to hear it. What I'm saying is when you throw that shit in the Royal Rumble, I thought you was telling them to send voices and them saying our intro. I didn't even it didn't mean clicking to me. That they got their own shit. Yeah, but I mean, if you, I, I, I feel what you're saying now. But look, if you got an intro, send it in. I want to hear it. And we got, we running up on episode 300. Somebody sent me uh, a DM about their favorite moment. They want me to replay the story time with Dame where I mace that girl and them kids. Nigga, how about this? Nigga, Pete just texted me this shit at, when we start at 745 story time with Dame. Literally, <laughs> look, right now. Shout out to Pete. I ran into him at the barbershop last week and we chopped it up. Good, good folks. I told Pete, like, he is officially, like, unofficially, like, the third member of Shop Talk because he's on every, he's the intro music. He's been on over 250 episodes. So, I mean, Pete is, Pete is just as much as part of the, sh Pete, Jenny, they just as much as part of the show as anybody else. That's a fact. I mean, I got a, I got an idea for, uh, I know it's been, shit, it's been a long time. I'm surprised I ain't bring him back on there, but I got an idea for a show. Uh, so Pete can come on because I talk about the nigga on here all the time. That's my brother from shit, sixth grade. Or Pete just shit. a good dude, man. Just a good dude. Um, it was, it was genuinely good to see him in a barbershop. I haven't seen him in a minute. Uh, and he had on the coldest polo vest. I think that's about it, man. So, as customary, whenever we have a guest on, we let them go first. If you want to give your socials where people can find you, get in touch with you. I mean, because you got some other projects on the floor that'll be coming out soon. If you want to speak on a hit, the stage is yours first, Rich. Man, you can find me at uh, IG, Rich Game 313. Facebook, I am Richard W. McKeithen. Um, that's it, man, for right now. I, I got other things popping, but we're not there yet. Um, once I get all the legal stuff taken care of, you'll definitely hear it here on, on so, Shop Talk. First. Soon come, soon come. Very, very soon. All right. A couple of weeks, a couple okay. of months. It is your man, Dame, three underscores, 313 on IG, on Twitter. I'll be back on Twitter real soon, and I promise, I promise, I'm going to be on my best behavior and not say nothing, nothing crazy no more. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast, shoptalkpod.com. Book some time, bitch. Uh, shout out to y'all, man. Next week, man, episode 300, man. Shit couldn't be done without you. I'm lying because I would have still put out 300 episodes, even if y'all wasn't listening. 
Maybe. Nah, I'm lying. Maybe. <laughs> Y'all really <laughs> nah. Probably couldn't do it. But listen, man, if you fuck with the you fuck with the pie guys, you know what I'm saying? Shoot us a voice note, man. Tell us that you rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? I, I want y'all to make it on the episode 300 as well. You know what I'm saying? Shoot that shit to Shop Talk Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to say your intros, shoot it over. If you want to say our intros, shoot it over. If you want to say like thank the pie guys for making y'all Saturday mornings and afternoons, depending on technical issues, uh, live <laughs> and hype. Uh, holla at your mans, man. 300 niggas. We appreciate y'all. 300 episodes. Are bro? you not entertained? Really? When you talk about a model of consistency, man, I'll wait, I'll wait the next we, week. We're the Cal Ripken of this I'll, shit. I'll wait the next week to talk my shit because I don't really be talking my shit enough, but I'll wait the next week to talk some All shit. All I'm going to say is that I've seen a lot of niggas come and go over the last six years, but guess who's still here? Man, listen, all I mean, all I care about, and all I'm saying is when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio, book some time. I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller Podcast, but. We are Jay and Dan. Hell yeah. Peace.